where are my 90s kids at? And I didn't say 90s babies. I said my 90s kids. So that would mean you was born in the early 80s and or mid to late 80s. But a majority of your childhood growing up was in the 90s. OK. And if you remember the 90s and you was a kid, you know that it was a great time. There was a lot of great shows on TV. Vibes was good. Music was good. I mean, it was just a different time back then. So it really brought a smile to my face. When I woke up and I saw a story on TMZ that said that they was going to be doing on Nickelodeon an Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot. And I said, oh, my God. So, first of all, I have mixed feelings. All right, first of all, I said no, okay? Because y'all know how I feel about reboots, sequels, and remakes. I did a whole episode about it. I recently went off about uh, the Spice Girls. Oh, my gosh. So many people have tried to come back or reboot something. I went off on... What's his name? Jordan Peele trying to do the Twilight Zone over. It's just a lot of people bringing back a lot of old stuff, especially from my generation. And I'm trying to figure out just what the hell it is. They sweat you. I swear they sweating the shit out of our generation. It's so much stuff that's coming back from DuckTales, 90210. I mean, you name it, it's coming back. You know what I mean? Charmed. I named all the stuff that's coming back. And I, I mean, they did Mary Poppins over, Aladdin is back. You name it. It's like every year it's about five new shit. <laughs> from the 90s that they're trying to reboot and bring back. But my biggest complaint was that, um, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And a lot of the reboots that they were doing, while they was trying to, I wouldn't say capitalize or get everybody's attention off the title. Like, if you say, are you afraid of the dark? And you was a true Nickelodeon baby like me. Like, Nickelodeon was a major part of my childhood. And not only as a child, from Monday through Friday, you just couldn't wait to, till Friday so you could have the weekend and just not have school till Monday. But every kid was couldn't wait for Saturday morning. It's always one Saturday morning. I remember on Channel 7s, it was a, a whole thing of cartoon shows from recesses to damn it, there was, I think, Pepper Ann, all kind of shit. But from regular Channel 7, ABC News in New York to uh, Nickelodeon, whatever, Saturday mornings, you got a bowl of cereal and you set your ass in front of the TV <laughs> and you watch all your shows, okay? And Nickelodeon was popping back then. There was Rocco's Modern Life. Ren and Stimpy was still coming on um, every now and again. There was Doug. There was Rugrats. There was mad stuff. There was all that. Speaking of all that, did y'all know that tonight, well, if you have kids and you still watch Nickelodeon or Nickelodeon sometimes on in your house, which I don't watch Nickelodeon nowhere near. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's just not my Nickelodeon. You know, this Nickelodeon is for this generation and, and they're bringing Blue's Clues back. I did a whole episode on that. So my point is, um, if you're my generation, it's, it's, it's nice to hear the titles. But when I'm looking at this article, let me just get to my main point. When I'm looking at this article on TMZ, it's, 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 it's Ross Hall. Ross Hall from Are You Afraid of the Dark um, is the one in the article. So before I get into what he was saying, we have one Saturday morning on, on Saturdays, right? But if you was a kid and you was a big Nickelodeon friend, you, uh, fan, you couldn't wait till Saturday night. You could not wait till Saturday night. You could not wait for Snick. You could not wait for Kenan and Kale. You could not wait for all of that. You could not wait for Are You Afraid of the Dark. You couldn't wait. And I'm telling you, when eight o'clock hit, and then that, that screen went black. What happened? That big orange couch. Come on, somebody. Come on. Y'all know that orange couch fell out the sky. It was a TV. Some kids just sat up on the shit. And it just was like, snake. Saturday night, Nickelodeon. Snake. Boom. That simple. And it was on like Donkey Kong. And so all your shows will come on. But one of my favorite shows, like I always love, I always was into scary 
movies and um, the, that genre, but my favorite show of all time, of on Nickelodeon, there's so many, but I mean top of the list is Are You Afraid of the Dark, honey? Because to me, like as a child, it was the children's Twilight Zone. I don't know how they did that. DJ Mikhail, and you know what's so creepy about this and all this stuff is that last summer, I was sitting here, I was doing a lot of stuff. I, I'm going to do my um, Chapo Summer reading list because I, I like to read. Summer is the time to read, and um, I have a plethora of books I love to read. Some of them I buy and I don't get to finish, so I'll do an episode on that. But I'll never forget, for some reason, I was thinking about um, my past and nostalgic things, and I, Are You Afraid of the Dark just came to my mind. I said, why am I thinking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Child, I thought about it so much. I was like, I would love to catch an episode. Like, it had been that long. I was like, I'd love I'd be, I, if I could find one. So I hit the net and I found episodes, like full-blown episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I binge watched and, oh, be still my heart. It was so nostalgic. I was getting, like, emotional. I was remembering um, my favorite episodes. And even though I had seen them before and even though the quality of, the, you know, the, the, the cameras back then is nowhere near as crisp as the cameras today, it just didn't matter. It's the same way I feel when I watch, like, old episodes of X-Files. I just don't care that the aliens look like nothing to be scared of now. But when I was a kid, I watched I was like, ah, you watch that shit now. You're like, man, that ain't nobody but some with some... Chop bacon on their face. That, that, that ain't no melted skin. That's bacon. You know, you start to see the bullshit cheap ass effects. <laughs> but it don't stop you, you know what I'm saying, from living in the moment of the scene. It, and, and really, you know, being in that feeling that they want you to be in. So I have so much that I want to say about this. So are you afraid of the dark? meant a lot to me. Now, before I get into Ross Hall, Ross Hall was Tucker. If you remember Tucker, Tucker was the, um, the slim one with the glasses, okay? He was, um, not Tucker, it was Gary. Gary was the slim one with the glasses. That's who Ross Hall is. And Gary on the show was Tucker's older brother. Now, I'm going to talk about him in a second. First thing I want to say about Are You Afraid of the Dark, why I love this so much, other than the fact that it was about scary movies, and to me it's like a children's Twilight Zone, that intro was creepy as fuck till this day. Oh, I'm not even going to lie, bitch. I was sitting here watching it in the summer, and I got comfortable, and I put the light off, and then like another episode came on and said, ooh, do, 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 do. I said, ah, turn the light on, <laughs> with that creepy ass rocking chair. Do, do. Yo, that music is so creepy in that intro. I don't know if I've, I don't know that I've ever seen to this day a creepier intro. And so that's it. The, the show would start. Now, it always started the same way. It's a group of kids. It's a group of kids, and they meet in the woods by a bonfire, right? Everybody, if you remember, you know. And these kids was different. Like, these kids, like, kids back in my day, compared to this generations and generations to come, we were just different. Kids back in those days was more creative. They was more adventurous. We certainly went out to play. People was playing manhunt. Um, you wanted the old lady's house up the street to be haunted because of shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark made you want to go hope that your, you and your friends would find a doctor, um, a Mr. Sardo's magic store and just come home with some trinket that was gonna cause all this shit in your life. Like it just made you, uh, your imagination just grow and expand. So these kids uh, in season one, episode one, I started to follow the storyline of the kids, not just the storyline of the stories they told. And I realized from episode one, it says, made it very clear that all these kids that met around the fire did not go to the same schools. They did not have the same group of friends. Somehow through luck and chance, they found one another and they all found out that they had um, creative hearts and their love of creativity was writing. 
and that they all had this gift of storytelling, specifically short stories, and they all loved the, the genre of horror. And so they started a club called um, the Midnight Society. But the truth of the Midnight Society is this. <clears throat> well, I'll get to that a little later. I don't want to give it away right away. But that's how it started. So they would meet around the fire, and every Saturday night, faithfully, faithfully, these days, I'm telling you, if you had a group like that, you'd be like, boy, where you at? We about to start telling the stories. They'd be like, I'm saying, oh, me and my, me and my girl, we over here by the bar getting drinks. These kids didn't get caught up in lifestyles. You know what I'm saying? They was normal kids, healthy ha- habits. Kids wasn't getting drunk on Friday night. They wasn't getting drunk on Saturday night. On Saturday night, they was faithfully sent by that bonfire. The fucking Midnight Society was so ill. They had kids wish they could be a part of the Midnight Society in real life. But on the show, they would always have new members come and be like, yo, I heard about y'all. And that y'all be meeting up in the woods every Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all ain't got no liquor. Y'all ain't got no butt. All y'all do is tell Good ass motherfucking stories of creepy. I want in. And so they never told nobody they couldn't be in. It was just like, yo, if you trying to be down with the set, yo, what that pen do? What that pen and paper do? Wasn't no. And those days, and you know what's crazy about it? Them kids, after they wrote their stories, they memorized it. They didn't come with a notebook. They didn't come. I mean, I know it's a show, but the point is they came with the story in their mind. Okay. One time one kid had to go, he said, I'm still working on it. It's not ready yet. After like two two episodes, they was like, it still ain't ready. He's like, it's ready tonight. I'm ready. I'm ready. I was like, oh, shit, he got a story. You know, what's your story, yo? <laughs> so if you, uh, you know, you, you had to say, uh, if you was, you know, what did it say? Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call the story. Then they throw the sand on the fire and it, psh, the tale of so-and-so and so-and-so. So long story short, when it went off the air, um, it was it was really sad. Uh, now... TMZ, <clears throat> Ross Hall, this is Gary. Gary was the one with the glasses. Gary says that he's, uh, he's happy that it's coming back, and he understands that it's a reboot, which usually means that it's catered to the new generation. But at the same time, he says what he thinks uh, is, is missing is that they're not, they, they haven't asked any of the old members to come back yet or at all. And so what he's simply saying is that um, it would be great or it would be nice if they asked them to or any of the older cast members to make a cameo that they would be more than happy to. Now, this is, this is exactly the problem that I had with Mary Potter. Poppins, I said, Julie Andrews, yo, Emily Blunt, you fake ass Julie Andrews bitch. I ain't watching that shit. She's not my Mary Poppins. But I don't like when people are still around, like Julie Andrews is still around. If it wasn't for her playing the fuck out of Mary Poppins in my shit, you know what I'm saying? Y'all wouldn't even be inspired. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt watched that Mary Poppins, and they didn't ask her to cameo. And I didn't understand that. They could have made her the grandmother of one of the children. They don't have to necessarily say... Um, this this is Mary Poppins as a human being today. They could just make her there. We'd be like, oh my God, look, it's Julie Andrews playing the grandmother of one of the children. That That's all you got to do to simply make people like me be like, ah, oh, I like that. I, I respect that. They don't do that. And so as from, from what Ross Hall is saying, they haven't asked anybody to come out. Now, when I heard that, I said, see, that's the shit I don't like, right? Because they could have easily done it like this. Why this generation couldn't have been Gary, Tucker, Kiki? Yeah, there was a black girl named Kiki. She was the original Kiki. Yeah, there was a Kiki on there. She was black. They could have had Kiki, Gary, Tucker, Sam, Megan, all of them. All of them. They could have just made their kids come back. They could have made their kids come back. And you want to know why Gary being a cameo or Ross Hall being a cameo on the show would make sense to me? Because if you know the show like the back of your hand like I do, you would know that in the season finale of Are You Afraid of the Dark, they made it a movie. 
It was called uh, The Tale of the Silver Sight. And The Tale of the Silver Sight gave you mad back history to the Midnight Society, which was this. Gary and Tucker, because remember, they're brothers. Gary and Tucker was brothers. But it came to be that Gary and Tucker's grandfather was the one who started the Midnight Society. That came out, and that's what... Actually, it was already known, right? But in the, in the season finale, it came full circle that they needed the new generation of the Midnight Society to help the older generation, the first generation, which was Tucker and, and Gary, grandfather generation, um, to get out some shit. And so in the Silver Society, it basically turned out that uh, the first generation of the Midnight Society ended up finding a, a silver eye. It was a one eye. I'm sure we understand the symbolism of that. All of them became rich and famous in some type of way. But later on, the eye came back with a curse, you know what I'm saying, which ended up wiping them out. And that's why Gary and them came back home. In the season finale, Gary and Tuckenham has grown. Gary and Tuckenham went to college. They only came back home because their grandfather died. He kept getting dreams from his grandfather saying, I need you to come back and help me because the grandfather and the entire first generation Midnight Society's souls was trapped by the devil. And they needed them to come. The, um, he needed his grandson to come. That's why he kept challenging him from the dead to come back to the old town to find the silver site, destroy it so that their souls could be free and go, go to heaven, I guess. But the point of the story is, how the fuck wouldn't you ask Gary, a.k.a. Ross Hall, to come back if the whole premise of the Midnight Society was based on his grandfather starting the Midnight Society. Wouldn't it make sense to make Gary and Tucker come back and be like, oh, okay, y'all the new Midnight Society. Our grandfather started it. It was us and our friends. We glad to see y'all here. And then maybe have some, some of their kids be a part of it. So they could be like, my father was Gary. The other one could be like, my father was Tucker. My aunt is Kiki. Like that. You know what I'm saying? That's all you gotta do sometimes. And then make them have a cameo once in a blue. That's it. So this premieres in the fall. Are you afraid of the dark? It's gonna be a three show, three show series. Which again, if you're gonna do it, it's not even an entire season. It's a three show series. The three show series is really centered on one story. I think they're gonna call it the tale of the carnival doom or carnival doom or some shit. So I guess you get uh, one, one, one week you're going to get 30 minutes, the next week you're going to get 30 minutes, and then the last week you get 30 minutes. And all of this is going to be right on time for Halloween. But my whole thing is, I'm like, y'all are really, already lacking because that's not how the show ever went. <laughs> the only time you ever seen a, a, a one story that stretched out to three episodes that literally amounted up to 90 minutes was when, like I said, the season finale, The Tale of the Silver Sight, when the, when the, when the, when the spirit of the uh, older generation came back to the young generation, asked them to come back to the old town to help them. You know what I'm saying? That's the only time, and that was a good movie. It was a movie. You know, that's how they finished it off. So, I mean, like, this, this, is, this, is, uh, this is what they're doing. And then tonight is the premiere for all that, which I was excited to hear about it, but then even, like, all that was on my show, and I liked it a lot, but I read, from the time I heard all that, I was like, eh, because I know this is just, ugh, it's not my all that, but Keenan and Kel are behind the scenes doing with, you know, the writing and the producing and all of that, and helping them, so it makes me feel good in the sense that they included them. Now, um, I don't know, you know, we all know Amanda Bynes is, you know, we don't, you know, baby girl have some problems and stuff, but we'll see. You know, it come on tonight at 830 on Nickelodeon, if any of you all is um, <clears throat> dying to know. So DJ McHale, last summer, after I watched all these, uh, binge watched all this stuff, I was like, I got to find this man, yo. I got to tell him how much, like, my childhood was lit. 
You know what I'm saying? Every Saturday night and all of that. So I, I looked him up and I reached out to him on Twitter and on um, Instagram. And do you know that he responds? He's a regular. He's honestly, he, the man got money. He's a writer. He's still writing to this day for children. He's still scaring kids. He just writes differently. And um, he was one of the co-writers, but one of the main people that wrote. So I had to let him know. And he was just like, I hear back from so many of you today that have grown up who watched he's like I still you like he it's, it touches him every time he still can't believe you know just how much you know what I'm saying like he's remembered and people just love the show like there's still a you think I'm crazy chow there's like are you afraid of the dark podcast bitch where people dead ass love the show watch every season every episode and they, every ep, every episode on the podcast is entitled after an episode the tale of this the tale of that and they break down everything from the characters mr sardo which was the scariest top 10 scariest are you afraid of the dark you think i'm people you remember pete and pete oh if you really a 90s kid and you was nickelode you remember pete and pete you remember um what is it what is it camp Sh- camp camp shorts no, salute your shorts. But you remember Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete, the two red-haired brothers with the freckles. One was tall and slim, and then the other one was a little short and stocky. They have a podcast where they talk about um, um, shit from Nickelodeon um, uh, from back in the day and a whole bunch of other stuff related to the day. I mean, like, they're cursing on the podcast and everything. So the 90s is still alive, y'all. I just, it's just not my 90s, that's all. I don't know. I feel like I watched the 30 minute, the 90 minute, but I know DJ McHale don't have nothing, nothing, you know, to do with it. So, you know, it's just not the same. They're not going to have anybody cameo. I guess if I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the critique and not necessarily meaning like I'm going to come in with a negative mindset, but it's going to be very hard to watch it without, without, uh, comparing it to, to what I know of it. So I think it's really insulting to reboot things. I know it's for the new generation, but while the generation that it was originally for is still alive, to completely just not bridge that gap. Because if you wanted to, I mean, hell, if you're really looking for viewership and ratings like that, and you know people are cult fanatics about it, like some people are cult fanatics about Star Wars or Harry Potter or whatever, you would really try to capitalize and, 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 and uh, you know, that, do that kind of stuff. So I don't know. You know, we'll see. Tonight at 8.30, I'm going to peek in. If I re- I'm going to try to remember because <laughs> I have this thing where sometimes I have to, especially when it comes to things on TV, because I'm not like, I'm not a robot. Like, I don't just be like, oh, it's 7 o'clock. I'm gonna, uh, so if, if it's fall time, you know, I can't wait for How to Get Away to Mur- with Murder to come back. I have certain, you know, drag race just when I know every Thursday, <laughs> you know, but drag race ain't on no more. So, and being that this is not one of those shows that I would just be running for, I'm going to really, you know, I'm sure I could catch it on demand or something later on, but I'm going to, I'm going to watch. So it's kind of like they did Double Dare. I don't know if Double Dare is still back on Nickelodeon, but I do remember last summer, Keenan and Kel did a appearance, a surprise appearance on Double Dare. They had did like a trial run on Double Dare last summer. I don't know if they kept it because again, I don't watch Nickelodeon like that. So... You know, that's it. I'm just like, y'all swagger jacking the hell out of us. And then when you, or, or other people before you, it kind of, I just, it just begs the question, like, are, are they running out of creativity? You know, what is it? What is it that, you know what I'm starting to think? Honestly, this is my personal, this, if I had to think about TV programs, and it's literally what it is, it's programming, you know what I mean? I like to think that, 
the kids in my generation and the people in my generation is obviously different than the kids growing up today, even though we're not that far apart in age. It's, it just seems that way intellectually and in maturity levels, but we're not that far behind them. But still, it's like a, it's like a huge it's like a gap. You know, and understanding nobody, they speak a different language. So what I think it is, is just that maybe they're starting to see that uh, the new shit, let's be honest, there's a lot of stuff that's on TV. It's not, it's, it's, it's shit. The shit is dumbing you down, honey. It's not necessarily making you, like I told you, are you afraid of the dark? Make me want to go on an adventure. You know what I'm saying? Make me want to uh, use my imagination in, in a different way that's not just um, staring at a screen all day, playing a video game all day. You know what I'm saying? Actually make you want to go around the corner and, you know, just all kinds. I can't explain it. It's just a different time. It was just a different time. I'm thinking maybe if they thinking if they bring these shows back, what are they trying to bring back kids? Um, what did what was it that 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 those programs and those things and those things did for us? Whatever it is, I think they're just trying to bring it back. I mean, that that's the only thing that I could think of. You can't go. Why are you so, you know, reverting everything so fast, too? It's OK if it was being done over. It's just like it's just being done over so quickly. They are reinventing the wheel like so fast and so quickly. And I'm just like, I don't know. But then the thing about it is, while that is my angle that they're probably probably trying to get kids to, you know, just try to watch it, it's still not the same. Blue's Clues, same thing. They got Blue's Clues back. I, I don't know. I can't take it. It's going to be to the point, both generations are still alive. So that's why it's odd to me. So it's going to be at one point, you're going to be like, somebody's going to say, yeah, Blue's Clues. going to be like, Blue's Clues. Some people don't know Blue's Clues is coming back. So they might say that to somebody that's in my generation just in passing at work. This, you know, they're probably a 10 age difference. Yeah, Blue's Clues, my kid watches it now. I remember I used to watch They'd be like, Blue's Clues ain't been on. So, no, Blue's Clues, back. you'd be like, that is not my Blue's Clues. That ain't Steve. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not Steve. <laughs> my mother, Hawaii 5 0. My mother, they did Hawaii 5 0 over. My mother seen um, on the program, it was going to be a whole marathon. She sat down one day, got snacks, got comfortable, everything. Like, I had a hard set on it. Hawaii 5 0 came on, honey. It was the new millennial Hawaii 5 She was like, that's not McGarrett. McGarrett was like one of the main detests. That's not McGarrett. Where's McGarrett? I was like, child, that's not her Hawaii 5 So she might tell somebody one day, Hawaii 5 She say McGarrett. Somebody look at her like, bitch, you ain't watch Hawaii 5 Yes, she do. <laughs> it's just us. It's like from, from the 20 years ago. <clears throat> what are they going to do next? Laverne and Shirley. It's, um, I want, origi- I want originality. You know, the, these kids don't got nothing too new. And if they do have it new, it's rinky-dinky and cheesy. Eh, it does its job, I guess. But, you know, to the point that now when y'all got to get something new, y'all going to go swagger jack my shit. You know, I, honestly, I don't know that there's ever been a time. Our generation should feel lit. I don't know there's ever been a time where uh, the fashion industry brings old shit back, like old fashion back. But I don't think there's ever been a time in history where a generation has been so mimicked. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, copied, <laughs> swaggerjacked while they were still alive, too. I've never seen it. You know what I'm saying? In the 90s, people was trying to get out of 80s and 70s shit, you know? That's why when it comes back to, when it comes back to drugs and stuff, and I was talking about um, Tia, our sister, and I was talking about people being careful because you can't pop pills and, and do certain drugs, like, all the way up into a certain age because after a while, your body is, you know, going to start to break down, um, but one of the things I was saying is that one of the proof of that, if you look at a, a lot of rock stars, a lot of people who was in the free love days, they'll tell you that when they jumped into cocaine and these drugs, they didn't know what the fuck they was doing. 
you know. It took a while before they started to realize, you know, what it was that it was doing to them. But I hear a lot of people, you know, who used to stone, especially, and I don't mean to say this to, to be racist or anything like that, but especially like rock stars, like white people, whatever. It, it, a lot of rock stars be like, shit, I got clean in, in 80 something, which means they still probably drink or something like that. But a lot of people, some of them don't even drink no more. Some of them say, listen, honey, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got clean in the 80s. <laughs> There's bad people that got like, we got clean in this decade story. Because what they will tell kids is because we didn't fucking know. This generation don't got no fucking excuse. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. But, uh, so when people copy that shit, I don't know what they're doing. But other than that, that that's it. That's all I got to say. I, I feel like I got off my chest. Are you still with me? I hope somebody's still with me. Are you there? Hello? <laughs> that's it. So... And what does that leave for us? Ain't shit else new coming. Everything being redone. Ugh. All right, that's it. See you all next time here on Chapel's Counter.